Let's talk some politics and the impact on the market. Midterms next week on Tuesday. Joining me here in Denver, Mike Townsend, is Vice President of Legislative and Regulatory Affairs for Charles Schwab. Mike, it's great to meet you in person. Great to be with you, Oliver. Okay, so next week, what are we looking for here? Is there an obvious outcome the way the polls are suggesting right now? Well, I certainly think it's pretty uh, close to obvious that the Republicans are going to take over the House of Representatives. They only need five seats to capture the majority. I'm thinking probably something like 20 is likely to be where they are. Wow. But I think the real intrigue is going to be in the Senate. There are a half dozen races that are too close to call right now. Of course, we're in a 50-50 Senate right now. So I think that's where all the action is going to be, is watching these these key races in uh, in the Senate. Okay, so the Senate gets pretty tight. Uh, House basically looks like a go in your analysis for Republicans. Does that mean we're looking at gridlock? I think we're looking at gridlock. Uh, you know, between that and, you know, the 2024 presidential campaign is going to start probably a couple days after the uh, the midterms are over. So um, I think it's going to be very difficult next year to get a lot done. But there's a huge market moving issue that's looming out there, and that is the debt ceiling. Because uh, we will hit the debt limit sometime after the first of the year. Congress is going to have to find a way to rest, raise the debt limit. The market does not like playing games with the debt limit. So yeah, uh, that's going like, to be something to watch. Seems like our games with the debt limit also have gotten a little bit more intense. Uh, am I imagining things? I mean, I feel like as a market reporter, I've been writing about the debt limit risks since basically like the first <laughs> uh, quarter, first midterm election or any period of the last 10 years. Uh, but it seems in the last, I don't know, 24 months or so, it's got a little bit closer uh, calls than in the past. Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, I mean, the, really, the, the, the closest we've ever come was back in 2011. That was when we got within a couple of days of, right. of defaulting. Uh, the, we had Standard & Poor's uh, downgrade, downgrade yeah. uh, U.S. debt for the first time, a lot of market volatility. You know, since then, they've tried to avoid too much of the kind of dancing on the knife's edge. I think with a potentially split Congress, we're going to have a very difficult time next year doing that. So that's definitely something to watch out for. Uh, I was hearing people on the internet talking about minting the coin the last yeah. time uh, the dead ceiling conversation came yeah, around. Yeah, that's another trillion dollar coin. Exactly. Is, that a pos is there anybody in uh, Washington that? I don't think so. No, but, but there are. There is a lot of talk right now about just abolishing the debt limit. I mean, it's a kind of an artificial construct, and it's not doing what it's supposed to do, which is kind of put pressure on Congress to keep spending, you know, at a reasonable level. And I think there's serious talk about getting rid of it. I don't think it's going to happen soon, but I think there's more serious talk about that. So whether or not the Senate uh, uh, goes uh, Democrat or Republican, uh, at this point, you're, we're basically certain we're not going to get a complete uh, three branches of uh, uh, dominance by any party. So well, obviously, we have the president still. Right. So that's important to remember that even if Republicans take the House and take the Senate, the president has a veto pen. So right. you know that's another reason that we're likely to have gridlock, because he's going to veto things, and they're not going to be able to overturn that. So we're getting either two-thirds gridlock, one-third gridlock, potentially. Are you a believer that gridlock is good as kind of this uh, market investing adage uh, goes some people use? Yeah, I think generally it's good. You know, it, it, it tends to mean that Congress doesn't overreach in one direction or the other, which the market tends to like. Uh, but I think it's interesting. The uh, Ned Davis research has done some great uh, data on yeah. looking at you know, what the market does in different configurations of Congress. And the interesting thing is that when it's all Democrat, 
or when it's all Republican, the difference is a half of a percentage point in market performance. Wow. I think that's a good indicator that the market doesn't really care who wins. So we wins. get so worked up about. Yeah. Everybody fighting. It does, doesn't right. matter at the end of the, the day for the, the market, market. The market ultimately cares about what Congress does. So, you know, passing a big infrastructure bill, good for industrials, good for sectors, uh, good for material sector. It's good for, you know, companies that make big machines that make roads. I mean, it's that kind of intuitive uh, connection. The market doesn't care whether it's 52, 48, or 51, 49, which is, you know, what people like me care about. But market doesn't really pay attention to that. So it's important for investors to keep that in mind because, you know, at the end of the day, the market doesn't really care about who wins. There might be a little bounce right after the election, one direction or the other, but it never lasts. One of the things that was striking to me kind of along the lines of that logic was that um, in uh, 2016, it was uh, it basically no matter who won, or rather 2020, uh, sorry, 2020, it was no matter who won, we were going to get printed money. Both candidates had promised uh, to print money. And sure enough, we got money printed uh, after 2020. So how is that calculus right now? Is there any particular party that is promising more? Because it seems like the market basically is a function of liquidity when it comes to determining who's going to be that uh, more kind of impactful market yeah. reaction. You know what happens, Oliver, in midterms is that the party that's not in power, in this case the Republicans, they just say, we're going we're gonna to make sure that we overturn everything that the Democrats did, right? They don't really put a lot of their own agenda. And that's very common in midterms because it's all about the party that's in power right now. They have the record that they're trying to run on. And sort of. So it's been interesting because uh, Republicans haven't provided a lot of detail about what they will do. Um, and we'll have to see how it uh, how it plays out. Um, is there a capacity? Is there interest? What is uh, the interest right now, largely speaking, in Washington for more spending? Are we going to get anything along the lines? I feel like we hear a lot about uh, student debt relief, stuff like that. It's kind of specific issues. Yeah. Is there any potential for some kind of other stimulative windfall, uh, regardless of who wins? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if the Democrats were to kind of pull an upset and win the House, which I think is pretty unlikely, and keep the Senate, then you might see more spending. But honestly, in a split Congress or, you know, with a even if the Republican Congress and a, and a Democratic president, I think it's going to be hard to get big spending through. I think both parties are also realizing that the last couple years, the COVID year, obviously huge spending. Uh, now there have been some big programs uh, under the Democratic administration, infrastructure, the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, I think the appetite for that is cooling pretty significantly. And the debt and the deficit is you know, also coming back into play. So um, I don't think we're going to get big spending. I think we'll see the kind of niche spending that, that you know, we're seeing on, on some issues now. Kind of sounds like for all the drama and the tension, that uh, basically as long as we get past the debt ceiling, there's not a lot of whole potential for big shock risk and surprise. I don't think there is. I think the regulatory side is probably where, you know, there's more potential for things happening because I think it's just going to be a mess um, in, on Capitol Hill trying to get things done. Okay. Mike, great uh, start for our conversation here over the coming election season. Great to have you here uh, with us in Denver. Mike Townsend, Vice President of Regulatory and Legislative Affairs for Charles Schwab.